Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Always a delight to welcome Fred Barnes into the podcast studio. I hope your day has been going as well as Judge Neil Gorsuch's day has been going. Wow, talk about a smooth operator. Yeah, I, I keep reading all these uh, tweets and and, uh, and short stories from people who are covering it, and they keep talking about this guy who's hitting walk-off home runs, yeah. <laughs> and it's Neil Gorsuch. You know, and the, the questioning by the Democrats has been pretty pathetic. You know, what, what do they expect him to say? When uh, uh, when they ask, will you be willing to stand up and and vote against something that Donald Trump doesn't like? What's he going to say? He's going to say, of course, I'm going to go by the law. I'm not going to go by uh, the president. And, and so, uh, the questioning by Democrats uh, and some Republicans as well has not been sophisticated. No, not sophisticated, not particularly hard-hitting. There was yeah. one exception we'll get to, Dick Durbin, in just a second. Yeah. But I want to ask you the broad strategy question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Democrats in this hearing are really committed to trying to slow down the Gorsuch nomination or derail it? I get a sense that it's half-hearted, that mm-hmm. they're kind of, yeah, we got to ask these questions. Yeah, we know there's activists on the far left who want us to filibuster mm-hmm. all the way, so we're going to ask, mm-hmm. but they don't have the, it's not like watching some of the, mm-hmm. the fights in the past, I'll say that. Indeed, and they haven't made a, a firm decision that we're going to really go uh, ardently against uh, D- D- Gorsuch and try to really uh, taint the nomination. I think they realize they're not going to they're not going to uh, uh, bar his confirmation mm-hmm. one way or another, but they'd like to draw it out and, and taint him. And they're testing here in the first couple of days, and the test has not been going well for the Democrats. So, uh, I think you, you, your uh, idea that they really are, have been sort of weak and wishy-washy. If they could bait him into saying something unfortunate, ah, you know, the the fire alarm would go off, and they might really uh, get tough sure. and try to drag it out. So, the moment that has gotten the most attention because it seemed the most contentious was when Senator Durbin asked about a letter he'd gotten from a student in one of uh, the classes that Judge Gorsuch talked last year in Colorado. Tell us about the the big issue and how it played out. Well, I I think if if we're talking about the same letter, it's the one from this uh, uh, law student, uh, a woman who complained that he he was uh, talking about the struggle that a woman lawyer might have because of the simple fact of motherhood, you know, mm-hmm. that she would be drawn away from that, uh, her commitment to her family, right. uh, the fact that she would have the children. And and, and this law student found that to be, one, very ideological, and two, very offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the normal person would think that that's a question that women have to struggle with. Right. It's unfair because men don't have to struggle with that, but it's a fact mm-hmm. of life. And the way that uh, Gorsuch handled it yeah. by explaining we're using this text. It's a Socratic method. Yeah. So you're asking challenging questions to raise issues. And walks in. Then he concludes, by the way, Senator, every time I teach this, I ask female students to show of hands, have you been asked an inappropriate question mm-hmm. about jobs? Have mm-hmm. you been asked some this? And I am shocked by the number of hands. Mm-hmm. That go. You could just see Durbin just yeah. shrinking down into his chair. Mm-hmm. Gorsuch was so ready and it, for that. And it's so telling because that was it. I mean, yep. this is what Democrats were leading up to. Okay, yep. here's the here big one, and another walk-off homer. Are you, are you hearing from people inside mm-hmm. Democratic leadership, Democratic members of the House and Senate, about this distance between the base, which just wants to throw themselves at 
everything that's yeah. Trump, whether it's mm-hmm. a Neil Gorsuch, whether mm-hmm. it's a health care plan, versus the Democrats who are trying to navigate mm-hmm. strategy, say, sure. for example, keeping their powder dry yeah. for the next appointment where they may want the filibuster fight to still be around. Yeah. How are they resolving this? Well, you know, the big decision is, are we, are we going to be total resistance or are we going to try to build the party back and mm-hmm. by being uh, resist Trump on many, many issues and fight the Republicans in the House and Senate on many issues, but not be someone who just votes against everything, right. everything that, he, that is by Trump or has any sort of a Trump taint to it. Uh, and they haven't decided that yet. Really? Oh, I don't think so. And, and, but the, uh, uh, and they, they have been influenced, uh, certainly Chuck Schumer, more than anyone has been influenced by all this pressure from the super left. And I think he's a, a little uncomfortable in it. You know, uh, when you go, Michael, to this issue about, well, gee, uh, you ruled against people and they were poor and you ruled right. in favor of a corporation. <laughs> and, and the answer, of course, is, oh, look, we're ruling on the law. Sometimes right. uh, the, the law right. uh, comes out unfavorably for the poor people and sometimes it comes out favorably for corporations and, and many times just the opposite. Uh, so they haven't made any headway here, but uh, uh, and that may start to convince them that, uh, you know, this uh, total resistance mm. isn't going to work. We saw a good bit of it in the in the confirmation hearings for and and voting right. on confirmation for cabinet members, uh, but not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, one last question, and mm-hmm. you go cr- completely across the aisle. Mm-hmm. So, you're a Trump supporter, and you've seen the news cycle the past two days. Mm-hmm. This fiasco regarding wiretaps and mm-hmm. the FBI, mm-hmm. and then this tremendous performance mm-hmm. by Judge Gorsuch. Aren't mm-hmm. you? Is there a point where you start looking at the tr- Trump and his team and going, come on, guys, <laughs> you're leaving mm-hmm. the good stuff on the back shelf and you're putting yeah. the crummy stuff on the mm-hmm. front row? I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's a, a almost political malfeasance mm-hmm. here, it seems to me. Am I wrong? Well, no, because they couldn't bring this up. They couldn't bring up Gorsuch earlier because they had to have the FBI checks. And they do a full FBI check right. on these. It's not just. Uh, but if you weren't talking about wiretaps, if you weren't yeah. tweeting about yeah. wiretaps, look, that's uh, that's always been that's always been a problem. <laughs> My friend Red Hume, I was talking to, said the other day. He said, "What uh, Trump reminds him of? He reminds him of that Mark Twain comment about Wagner." Oh yeah, <laughs> the music is better than it sounds, <laughs> and and it is. Uh, Trump likes to step on his successes, mm-hmm. and if they can stop him from doing that this week, I think uh, uh, Gorsuch has mm-hmm. obviously been an incredibly impressive candidate uh, for confirmation of the Supreme Court, and and of course one of the reasons is the whole process of selecting him was pretty much out of Trump's hands. Mm-hmm. We had this list they chose from. It was particularly run by Leonard Leo of of, of the Federalist mm-hmm. Society and Don McCain. I have to interrupt you at the White uh, House. Uh, as, as it's known by the Democrats <laughs> on the committee, the far-right Federalist Society. Yeah. Those nefarious far-righters <laughs> over there. Yeah. I, I lied. I said last question. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot on All something right. totally unrelated. Will the House version of Obamacare repeal pass Thursday night? I think it will, just on the basis of history. And I've covered a lot of these things before. And when the vote it gets close and the president gets involved, he usually prevails. So and I think I, I think it, Trump and Paul Ryan will prevail. Uh, the repeal and replace plan will pass the House. So Ryan gets up to two ten, two eleven, two twelve, and then 
Trump picks up the phone and suddenly helicopter trips to your favorite <laughs> Trump casino well, or, you know, well, a, you know, a, they, a they, spending uh, problem back home. Well, Poof, suddenly you've you know, got he, it. He, he sort of uh, uh, hit it at some threats uh, when he spoke to the House right. Republican Conference uh, today and, 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 and telling him, you know, I can, I can come to your district. And he made the chief opponent, the head of the Freedom Caucus right. in the House, Mark Meadows, stand up. Mark, stand up. <laughs> and, 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 wow. And, and, and chewed him out sort of in a humorous way, but I'm sure Mark Meadows didn't think it was humorous. So when it gets down to the president and a few votes, he can usually get them. Fred Barnes is why we love having you on the podcast. Thanks for insights. We appreciate it. Glad to be here. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for great writing by Fred Barnes and Bill Crystal and the whole gang. Plus, you'll find our podcasts there on the podcast page, including our weekly visit with Bill Crystal and the Crystal Clear Podcast. But you know what? You don't have to check anything. If you go to iTunes and subscribe, our podcasts automatically appear right in your phone or laptop or whatever. So go to iTunes and search Weekly Standard. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.